Last time on, let me tell you about Homestuck. A brainless feathered asshole swoops down and carries that egg away. Oh, that's bad. I hate you all quite a lot, but I think the others will eventually realize that it'll be mutually beneficial for us to all work together. GC is saying that maybe sometimes that doesn't happen, and maybe bad stuff happens. Yeah, and maybe, yeah, maybe things get fucked up. You know your robot? Wait on, it'll blow up for some reason. It doesn't matter why. This is the worst prank you've ever pulled! You have a thing for her, don't you? Don't deny it, bro, it's obvious. Is your design a couple with this gentleman? Whoa, no, 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 whoa. Okay, no, that made me feel really upset just to think about. You just started some sick fires, bro! Oh my god, this guy looks like the worst. I got a present for you, Casey. It's a little dirty, a little rough around the edges. Just like your dear old ex-con dad with a heart of gold. <laughs> we lost. We can't finish the game with a dead heir and witch. We don't know Jade is dead for sure. Uh, I'll tell you, this is not what I thought Homestuck was. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. That, Molly. Yeah, hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. That's still weird. <laughs> it's, st it's still weird to hear you do the intro and not say totally reprised. It's, 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 it's weird. I had to catch myself every time not to say <laughs> totally reprised. That's not this podcast. No. How did, how did this happen? I mean, I think we knew. I think we know. I th I, yeah, no, that's true. I, yeah, you you have texted me multiple times since our last recording session. Uh -huh. Just going, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been I've been thinking a lot about it the last. Uh, what's it been? Almost two weeks now. Actually, it's almost yeah. been two weeks. So that sucked. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I it, it's good. I like it. <laughs> um, but we. Last left on some pretty serious shit. Yeah, there are some there are some dead kids on our last one, huh? Yeah, we we got some we got some dead kid torsos. We got some bad news. Yeah, yeah. they weren't just dead green torsos anymore. Mm -hmm. It's it was some it was some actual dead torsos. Yeah. Not to say that the felts aren't real, but no, but you I don't, don't care about them. <laughs> They're not people. Are we getting... <laughs> Is that the route we're going? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're green. It's fine. Uh, yeah, okay, so... God, I don't know, do we just... You got anything today? I, I, I mean, I guess we can... You know, the, the person probably just heard the last time on. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, The new album art's amazing. It's gonna oh, be up yeah. before... This, obviously yeah. before this episode, but it's amazing. We love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that's it. We could probably just get up in there. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Uh, so we're starting on reverse. Yeah. Uh, Dave's going back in time. He's, he's scratching his time records or something. Yeah, just the time discs. Yeah. Of course he's got vinyl. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, of he's... course, yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave's a vinyl boy. Yeah, he's got a suit now too. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah, he's got a like a suit of his like broken record shirt. Yeah, I was complaining about how uh, John had a suit because I didn't like it, and here we are. I didn't even realize we saw this last time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. Oh, we're flashing back to... Is this his apartment building? This, this is Dave, but in the game. Yeah. John, he had like a spire to right. his house. He's at the top of the apartment building. And there's yeah. only one floor left on it, and the rest is just... Like concrete steel. Concrete foundation steel, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in lava, so I hope it's not... St- I hope none of it's in lava, in fact. Let me go with that. It's probably all bad. Yeah, but also, like, it's magic, so... Hmm? That's true, it's magic. Uh, next. Um, yeah, so we, we're seeing Lil Cal. He's, uh, he's dead as hell. Sepulchro and... Uh, Dave, and this is actually a conversation we've read before. Oh, is it? Um, from we saw it um, from John's perspective right before he went up. Oh, the jetpack. Yeah, on the jetpack. Oh, are we gonna get like this, the whole thing about what happened after that? The immediate aftermath. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, do you want to read this just to get your own bearings, like again on this? Um. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, okay. I could I could do John if you want to do Dave. Turn to Godhead game pestering ectobiologist. Okay, I'm in. In where? The medium. Oh, already? What? What do you mean already? That shit took four goddamn hours. Huh. I guess time flew by while I was doing other stuff. How did it go? With you and Jade, I guess. I don't want to talk about it. Imagine the worst day of my life. Just stood up and clinked a glass like I was about to give a speech. Then took a shit at my dinner and passed out with his pants down. Ew, dog, ew! Yeah. So nasty. Gross, dude. Shut the fuck up. What are you doing? Uh, I'm in a rocket pack and I'm about to blast off into space. Okay. Should be sweet. I need some advice. My curl spite, which was this brainless feathery asshole with a sword in it, turned into this bigger, like, ghostly feathery asshole with a sword in it. It seems to want me to prototype it again. Not sure what to do. Hmm. Have you asked Rose? She's asleep for some reason. Wow, really? Yeah, saw her there. All suckered out. Uh, she got smacked in the face with a pillowcase full of the snooze wizard's beard dander. Because obviously it's fucking prime time for swiping shut eye right now. I got a few hours into this her magical stupid quest. Anyway, what do you think? I don't really know. I mean, it's supposed to be like your ghostly spirit guide or something. Unless you have the remains of a wise old dead grandparent lying around, I'm not sure what to tell you. Okay, fine, but seems to be suggesting something here, and I guess it's kind of weird out by its suggestion. I, I don't know, just do what it says. It knows stuff about the game, so it probably knows better than I do. I gotta go! I'm gonna blast off to the seventh gate, and, uh, win this game, I guess. Okay, well, it definitely sounds like you're fucking something up over there. But, alright, later. Later. Yeah, so, it looked like Sepikro was one little cow. Yeah, he's he's trying to get some little cow. Maybe, yeah. for, maybe for speech purposes. Yeah. Just, just the ability to talk. Well, just the ability to laugh from what we saw. Oh, god, that too. Fuck. <laughs> no, stop. No. Alright. Uh, yeah. I hate little cow. It's the worst. <laughs> I can't believe it's gonna be a recurring character. Yeah, John fucked everything up. They yeah, fuck- John fucked everything John up. John fucked everything up. Well, uh, GC did. Yeah, GC. Yeah. yeah. Got those calibrator. Right. Uh, next. 
Wait. What? Don't go yet. Something's up. So this is not what this happened. This is not what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave's back. Yeah, because before they just ceased pestering each other after that. And right. John grabbed a sweet dear Casey and uh, just left and then died. Yep. Just, just fucking died. Um, yeah, okay, next. Okay, it's me from the future. <laughs> huh? It's me. I uh, just appeared. From the future. We're in a rad suit. He says, don't go. Or you're gonna die. <sighs> Lame. What kind of gullible suit do you think I am? No, you see, the problem here is this is exactly the type of shit Dave would normally say. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> Dave, buddy, you have this not helped some... yourself out here. This is some real boy cried wolf shit. <laughs> the uh, boy who cried time man. Yes. And honestly, Homesuck is not really a place where, like, meeting your past or future self is a problem. Yeah, not really an issue, apparently. Yeah, it's just... But now He's we got, just here. Now we got two Daves. That's like... That's a timeline right there, is two Daves. Yeah. Heck of a timeline. Yeah, next, I guess? Yeah, John is not liking this. <laughs> oh, buddy, he's he is flipping out. Yeah, and he has kept log Casey. He says, I don't know, gullible enough to trust a lead speed control who wants you dead and strap her on a rocket pack because she said to. This is like some terrible April Fool's prank, but 13 days too late. Remember, you are talking to the pranking master. Okay, that was probably the dumbest thing you ever just said now. If future you is real, then why don't you let me talk to him? Do you hear what you're saying? Oh my god, this guy is me. If I just get him to talk to you, you're just talking to me again. Jesus, it proves nothing. Hold on, someone else is bugging me. Turntech Godhead began pestering ectobiologist. John, stop being a tool and unbuck yourself from that piece of shit. If our friendship means anything, you'll listen to me and past Dave. This is Future Dave, by the way. <laughs> wow, you're really pulling out all the stops for this stunt. Using your phone and computer at the same time to message me. You're kind of going through a lot of trouble, actually. I don't know why you're bothering with this. Yeah, exactly why would I bother? This sort of cornball horseshit is your cup of tea, not mine. Don't make me track you down through time and stop you in person. You can't track down through time. You can't catch! Pachoo! Oh god, did you just blast off? No, but that would have been sweet if I did just then. Okay, well, just don't, okay? I'm turning this timeline over to past Dave, and help me all stay alive and do this thing the right way this time. Just stay on the goddamn ground, for fuck's sake. Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just... Ugh, Christ. Wait, I'm sorry, I hit next. Oh. Yeah, what next the fuck? <laughs> Uh, would you like to describe what happens? Dave just jumped into his own kernel sprite. Yep, yeah, past Dave. What the fuck? Uh, future, future, future Dave. Future Dave dropped all of his shit. Yeah. And then... What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Um, what so were you going... So... No, it, I just, it doesn't matter now. I was so excited for this. <laughs> this is gonna be so stupid! <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, next. Hey. What's up? 
<laughs> so now we have Dave Sprite. Oh my god. The only sprite that would be good enough for Dave is, is himself. Dave. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Which also means we don't have to see Lil Cal anymore. That's true. Thank God. Because uh, this is someone who can speak. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced <laughs> I don't have to deal with Lil Cal anymore. I'm scared I mean, of Lil Cal. Listen, Molly. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. It's okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, next. But this also means that Dave gets all that sweet loot. Came from four months in the future. Double loot. Yeah. Pachoo! Oh, John, buddy. This is stupid! Did he take off again? He took off again! John. Christ. Uh, but yeah, there's just a giant thing of him, like, wall-eyed, jet, like, jetpacking off. Just says, this is stupid. Yeah, Which, it's right. This was used as a reaction image a lot. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Just flashing, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, Rose, pester Dave. Strider, I need you to do me a favor. Can you take a capture of my bedroom and send me the file? For no reason in particular. He's not answering. Yeah, he's pretty tied up right now. Can you hassle him via spurb and tell him to talk to me? Bop on the head with a puppet or something? No. He made me promise not to bug him while I'm asleep. Uh, can you do it anyway? But he'll find a way to be clever and make me punch myself in the face again. Did he tell you what I wrote in the walls? Wait. What? <laughs> so that is actually part of a, a, something we saw earlier. Yeah, we, 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 can, we have seen that conversation. Yeah, and you can see that it is... Uh, four minutes, thirteen seconds before the meteor hit. So that is bo- this is before Dave got in the game. Right. Okay. Uh, but also Vodka Mutini playing with a little ball of yard. He's playing play with the yard. It's great. Uh, Rose, prepare for a nap. You bundle up the ning into a cozy nest. You know all that tired though. Or I imagine falling asleep without the luxury of Harley's narcolepsy. Uh. Future Dream Rose cease to exist. Yeah, I gotta nip that in the bud. Uh, and we get grown-up Vodka Mutini, and also, there's Future Rose ceasing to exist, so that that's answered at least. I guess, yeah, I guess that question's answered. Christ. But she is wearing something. Yeah, she's got one of those outfits, like, uh... Jade has. I guess Jade and uh, John had when we've seen them in, uh, mm-hmm. is it Prospect? Yeah. But they got yeah, yellow so ones. I thought, were they both yellow or was one yellow and one blue? They're both yellow. They're both yellow. Okay, well she has a purple one. Yeah. That's but different. You know, just, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, we, there's a yellow planet and there's a purple planet. Uh-huh. And if the purple who oh, wait. were... Okay, hang on. The purple one was Durse? Yes. Huh. Okay. That's weird, then. Yeah, because we've only seen people on CrossFit. Right. We haven't seen anybody on Durse. I mean... Is that right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, I mean, like, we saw, like, I think Jack Noir is on Durse, but... Right, no one yeah, who, like, that's... 
that's the only thing I was thinking was like I think that's where the villains air quotes are. Yeah. Like that's yeah. where dad was being kept, but yeah, right. like none of the kids have ever been to Durst. Like even no. Jade. Like, yeah, she, yeah. If she even knows about it. She probably does. But who yeah. knows? She's a smart cookie. Yeah. A smart dream having cookie. Yeah. Uh next we got a flash. Or sound, I guess. Yeah. We're getting, like, a logo, and it, well, dream future Rose, like, flashes over current Rose, and and Rose falls asleep. She's got that, like, moon logo that is on Jaden Jones, but, yeah. Yeah. It's purple now. Right. Huh. All right, uh... (laughs) Dave Sprite, Troll GC. Do you want to be uh, GC or Dave? Uh, I guess Sprite. I'll be Dave because I still don't want to really do GC. Okay, that's fair. God, I'm trying to figure out where my Dave voice was, but, you know, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, and I also this care. is... A, 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 listen, I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, about, like, about my voices, <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, I, I I get weirdly serious about this. I yeah, no, I I want to I want to do it good, but I don't. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Um, Turn Tech Godhead began trolling Gallows Calibrator. Don't talk to John anymore. He's an impressionable doofus. Your plan didn't work. I mean, it did, but then suddenly it didn't. So you might as well quit trying. You smell like orange cream sickles. What? You're aliens. Do you even have orange creamsicles? Of course. What kind of awful civilization wouldn't invent orange creamsicles? Not one I'd want anything to do with. Okay, pretty far-fetched, but whatever. No more hijinks from you, because I'll make sure they won't work. Well, obviously I know it wasn't going to work. My friends have been talking to John from the future. Your future. Where he's not dead. So there was no way what I did was going to kill him. I just wanted to mess with him and stuff. I don't think you're following. You did kill him, sort of. Then I went back in time to stop him. Yeah, I guess there's a chance something like that might happen. Alright, but... Did you guess that by trolling John to his grave and making me splinter us off into an alt timeline that you were basically complicit in making our timeline go the way it was supposed to go all along? Where future me is now helping Dave, and we just keep playing, and our actions ultimately lead to the trouble you're all in now. Thus leading you all to troll us incompetently. Oh. No. I didn't think of that. Yeah. See. None of you ever thinks anything through. Who's in charge of timeline management there? I gotta give him the business. She doesn't want to talk to any of you. And has misgivings about this whole thing. Not all of us are that enthusiastic about trolling you guys. And the ones who are sort of suck at it. Well, at least you got John to off himself, so I guess you're not totally incompetent like the others. Like that awful rapper. So John actually did what I said? Yeah, I'm telling you. Huge pushover. He will do what you say, unless it happens to be for his own good. Then, all of a sudden, he's a tough nut to crack, go figure. Now I feel kind of bad. Are you sure I can't talk to him? Even just to apologize? Would that be okay with you, sir, brave knight? Yeah, that's fine, I guess. No more coy bullshit antics, though. Not even, like, an idiotic, angry, winking emote. Or what? 
You're gonna hunt me down through time? Oh, oh no. Wink. Yeah. You do realize I'm way higher on my ash ladder than you, than you are from the future. Are you sure you want to get your clock cleaned by a blind chick? Okay, even if that's true, I just merged with an impaled orange goddamn bird and now I got all these crazy powers. Ugh, self-prototyping, so dumb. Well, you, this is why you all screw up so bad. Always bend the rules like that. Oh well, can't stop you now, so I might as well drop it. Hey, Dave. What? I've been researching some of your Earth soap operas. Is this you? And it is a link to... (laughs) 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 The fire dude from Captain Planet. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, fuck no. Why would that breathtaking douche remind you of me at all? But he has a fiery personality. And sort of a brass and impetus. And in your face. Like fire itself. Now I know you're bullshitting me. Do I seem like the kind of guy who would accept a magic ring from Whoopi Goldberg to awaken some egregious homo fantasy rip from Blue Dude's mammoth eco-friendly bulge? That guy's an asshole and needs to be sealed in a duffel bag and whipped something ungodly with a bamboo shoot. Who's Whoopi Goldberg? Who cares? Okay, I made some modifications. This is so you, Dave. Come on, admit it. <laughs> and... <laughs> same picture with poorly added shades and logo on shirt and sword. Broken sword. She's blind. Come on. Yeah, she's blind. It's incredible. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that is pretty much fucking spot on. You're actually a pretty good troll. As long as you don't bug John, I guess that's all there is to say on the matter. Thanks, Dave. To be fair, I'm sure every one of us waited we thought of our future self-prototyping first. So, they're not really all that terrible. If GC's uh, fine. <laughs> I still love GC. Nope, it's true. <laughs> I was mad at the point we stopped off at, and now I still love her. Yeah. She's she's great. Also, I love Dave going, like, whoever is, like, in charge of, you know, time management, I, I want to talk to him. And yeah. GC's immediately, yeah, like, talk. Yeah, yeah, she's busy. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you, no, 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 no. That's not happening right now. Yeah. I mean, eventually it's gotta happen, right? But yeah, eventually. not today. Yeah, and also, so, Dave Sprite's text is orange. To yeah. Different Differentiate from, from regular uh, Dave, who is red. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, no, the fucking... <laughs> is this you? <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> um, I guess you're not supposed to self-prototype? Well... She says yeah, it's like abending the rules, but... Yeah. But then she also says that uh, everyone else probably thinks that they were the first ones to think of it. Or they wish they were the first ones to think of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dave Sprite, chill with Dave. Oh, this is gonna we be may, the worst. We may want someone else to take... Like, uh, do you want to take Dave Sprite or Dave? I... God, I don't know. It doesn't matter, I don't think. Um, I'll take Dave Sprite. Who are you talking to? Just telling a troll to step off. Okay, cool. So, now that you're a sprite, do you know everything about the game? Well, I knew a lot anyway, coming from the future. But yeah, I know more stuff now. Like, things meant specifically for sprites to clue players in on. But, packed in these, like, I guess riddles. I'm supposed to be cagey about it, but I don't really feel like it. 
Ask me anything, go ahead, I'll give you a straight answer. Alright, here goes. Why are we so fucking awesome? That's the best fucking question anybody ever asked. Yeah, so is everything cool with this John business? Is he gonna be okay? Eh, it's up to him. If he decides to wise up and listen to us, if not, then we just have to bail everyone out again. Okay. All the gear you picked up should let you breeze through these first couple gates. You know a low level. Later, you'll unlock the ability to bring your sprites down with you, and, well, they will take care of shit together. Till then, I guess, just mess around and let Jade build up or whatever. I'll go kill some time. Maybe draw some comics. Like what? I don't know. What's the last one you did? I was in the middle of the Nacho Party arc. Oh, yeah. I gave up on that halfway through. Yeah, that was sort of the plan. Making a 10-part story about nachos always was a bullshit idea. Let's do some brainstorming later. Blow everyone's minds. Yeah, sure. Oh, God, this is gonna be... This is... This is the most circle jerky... But I mean, like, it's Dave. It's of course Dave. he's gonna jerk himself off. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, like... I, the, the, yeah. I just... Yeah, the first question he asked about his sprite who will tell him anything about the game is like, why, why yeah. are we so awesome? Why are we so fucking cool? And, yeah, like... Uh, Luke's... He's, his, like, kind of headcanon belief is that Dave, if Dave just got a normal sprite, like Nana, yeah, uh, he would be, like, driven crazy over trying to, like, figure out all of the fucking puzzles. Oh, probably. I don't think Dave could ever try and just figure it out on his own. And, but now that someone is just going, yeah, I can tell you anything, he just, he doesn't care. Not that he was getting riddles in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Next? Bump. They fist bump. <laughs> Great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, hundreds of pages ago... You open the package. There's something suspicious inside. Something especially dirty and smelly. Hey, remember this? Yeah, he, this is when he got the doll. Uh, the bunny, yeah. The bunny. The bunny doll. Yeah. Both? I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, next. It's stuffed bunny! Much like the one held hostage briefly by Malkovich's Cyrus the Virus, the taunting hard luck protagonist Cameron Poe is strikingly similar to the one scooped up from the set of a burning Vegas ship by Cage's Poe and offered to his daughter. A gesture symbolic of a tattered exterior surrounding a heart of gold. Poe wasn't much to look at, but he was a good man. But no, it's not merely like that bunny. According to this note of authenticity, it is the very same bunny! This is so awesome. Include as a note from your best bro, Dave. This is... Uh, is this gonna get weird? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, also, I believe Andrew Hussey actually owns the bunny from Con Air. Does he really? <laughs> like, he... Like, on Twitter, like, someone... Like, there was, like, linked him to an auction site where someone was selling the bunny. That's amazing. And he was like, I feel like I should own this. Yeah, at this point, you should probably <laughs> have it. And, like, yeah, so then, like, someone... He, like, took a photo of, like, himself, like, holding it. Fuck. That's so good. So, hey. Yeah, so we didn't see Dave's... No, uh, we didn't note. see this note. Um, but it has a watermark of... It says, from the desk of, and then it has a watermark of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> of course it does. Perfect. So, hey. Since it's your B-Day, I had to get you back for this sick memorial you got me, so... I got you this god-awful thing, and now I just 
No, you're saying they're flipping your shit over it. You're welcome. It's the actual gross bunny in the movie, so that means Nick Cage actually grubbed it up with his clownish, no-talent fingers. I would suggest you put it somewhere and display it ironically, but I know you're dead serious about this ridiculous shit, so you're probably going to sleep with the damn thing and nibble its ear and stuff. But the weird thing is, that's what's cool about you. You're this naive guy, like binocular, tumbled ass backwards off the turnip truck, starting liking Ghostbusters. And if very godmother kissed your nose or some shit, he turned out to be not made of wood. Also pretty cool to talk to. One day, your goobrish ways are going to land you in a jam, and I know I'm going to have to get you off the hook, but it's cool. I got your back, bro. And we'll meet and hug bump and, and get each other's filthy wife beaters that much filthier. So yeah, peace, dog. TG. Uh, I'm legitimately wondering when this was written now. But also, Dave's not that subtle. Yeah, Dave's not that Dave's subtle. Dave's not that subtle. Yeah, he would just be, like, super blatant. Yeah, he would be like, yeah, I gotta save your ass one day, so be ready for that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like, and also, I always love these letters, because it's always like, hey, these kids care about Yeah, they do care. Like, they, no, it's really nice. Like, they, like, you know, bust each other's chops, but, like, at the end of the day, like, no, like, they all... <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Worry about each other. They, they all care. It's it's yeah. really nice. Uh, next. Next. We're seeing Johnny's remembering that letter. Oh boy. John, John, stop it. Uh, next. Reconsider. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's not gonna fly into that gate. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Uh, next. Oh, and he rockets off as Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Looks oh, on. Watches on. <laughs> I would have missed that. It's so faint. It's uh, so good. It's so good. <laughs> One of the uh, most, like, there's two moments in Prom Sleuth that are actually, like, emotionally resonant. Okay. One is... Like, through a series of really weird events, including playing a game of life. Uh-huh. Uh, Ace Dick gets a, uh... Uh... Gets a wife and child, and the wife ends up dying for with some silly reason. I forgot. Yeah. And... Uh... Near the end of the thing, uh... And, like, they are just, like, they're pegs. Like, from the life game, right. literally. But, like, they're people-sized... Oh jeez, and so like, and so it's very ridiculous. And then at the end, when like everything's going bad, like you just see a stick like hugging onto his his son peg. Oh jeez, oh, and he just goes like, I'm like, I'm never like, I'm never gonna lose like anyone never again. Jeez, and the second one is a bust of Snoop Dogg floating off into space. <laughs> okay, and like. Probably like reaches out for it, and he just like kind of like closes his fist and like kind of like looks down, and just says, "Sometimes you have to know when th- you have to let things go." <laughs> and then it floats off into space. Yeah, and I, I like I have the book, so Andres he said that, like, kind of jokingly but kind of not like this is one of the most emotional moments parts of this comic, even out like outclassing several character deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Jeez, yeah, but he's just yeah. flying over uh, uh, Low Ass. Oh, is that what it's the called? Short... Yeah, the... it's Linda w- Land of Wind and Shade, and people. Oh, just... okay, Low Ass. Yeah, sure, I can, I can, yeah. I can get down with that. 
Uh, John, get pastored by Dave. Uh, who do you want to take? Uh, I mean, I'll keep taking John if that's fine. Okay. Did he blast off like a douche yet or what? Yeah, of course. There was no way I wasn't trying out the sweet ride. God damn it, what do I have to do to make you believe me? Fist bump my future self to get bloody knuckles and write to it and even sap your B-Day note in my own blood on a Back to the Future poster? Relax, I'm not going through the gate. I'm just flying around. I'm having a good time in the sky. Oh. Okay. So you believe me, then? About future me? And, like, him turning into a flown sword bird? Uh, okay. I don't know anything about that. But it doesn't matter. You're my best bro. And if you say not to go, then I won't go. Hey, can you hold on? I'm getting trolled again. Amanda, if we've just concluded anything, it's that talking to those D-backs should be priority number one. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay, be right back. <laughs> John. <laughs> John, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but... Um, in my head, John did not pick off on the irony of that at all. No, not at all. <laughs> he just was like, oh, okay, well, if you say so, bud. Yeah, no, yeah, it's you're cool. right. I guess, yeah. You're the one from the future. Yeah, well, not not you. Not you, but you know. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, CG, we got CG. We got CG. Um... I don't know. I. Do you want to take CG? Do I want to take CG? That's the thing, because I could sit here and laugh at you doing CG for like the rest of my life, and I would be super cool with that. But I could give it a shot if you wanted. Um, it is totally up to you. Uh oh, Jesus Christ! This is a long one. Maybe maybe we should do a shorter one. Uh, what do you mean? Like wait for a shorter conversation with yeah. CG. Yeah. Listen, CG will we'll have many conversations. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll wait for a shorter one. So, because this is like this is a this like is two a, pages. Yeah, this is a long ass. Oh boy. Okay. Yep. All right. Is that an excited oh boy or like oh fuck? No, that's an excited oh boy. Okay. That's that's the longest oh boy. Okay. 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 Um. Not getting any like you know blank skin pets by blanks anymore. That's no. As soon as we remember to start doing it, right? They stop happening. Yeah, they, they start showing up again later. But I don't know why they're not here. Anyway, I keep scrolling backwards through your adventure, trying to piece together how you botched this up so badly. And I keep finding these striking pockets of foolishness, like what you're doing now, right your red rocket, like you're a freshly hatched human larva, and this is just a. Big ol' school I've rumpus respite. Humans aren't hatched as larvae, dummy. We don't hatch at all. We are born as, like, these little pink monkeys called babies. Bullshit! That's not what you told me! What did I say? I'll paste what you said. Uh, I thought you didn't like going down that road. Copy and pasting future and past conversations. Why would I have a problem with that? I don't know. That's what you just told me. Whatever, look. This is really weird. What's so weird about it? Well, normally, humans have <laughs> these little slimy pods, and we wiggle out all little pink larvae. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe we have more in common than I thought. <laughs> I was plunking you, dude. Or at least I will be in our next conversation. Thanks for the great prank idea. Ugh. Why would you trick me like about that? What's even the point? I don't know. It was just a friendly prank. Don't you ever play pranks? I, I mean, of course you do. One of you just tried to prank me good. What? 
Who? You'll find out. Well, fine. I guess he got me back. Sort of. Or my drawing. Even though you haven't even read my worst drawing efforts yet, gotta happen here in your future. Even then, you didn't even mind much. Almost like you were delighted to hear it. Kind of perverse, really. What's wrong with you? Well, we're friends by then, aren't we? Or sort of like, um, reverse anti-mutual friends. What the hell does that even mean? Look, you're going to have to face it at some point. That you're learning the meaning of this human emotion called friendship. Is friendship really an emotion? Yes, absolutely. I guess it's hard to see how we become friends. This is so frustrating. Every time I go further back into my past and talk to you, you say stuff that pertains to my immediate future. And then you won't explain to me what's going on because it's already old news for you. Dude, you've been doing the exact same thing. I've been doing no such thing. I've been especially informative and helpful. If justifiably acrimonious. You never answer my questions, though. How am I supposed to know what's going on or what you're alluding to? This game is kind of a game of a million gods. Every you turn, there's another way to figure out what's going on, so please, go secrete me an earth river through your strange human tear ducts. You got sprites, you got exiles, guardians, concerts, time hop from future selves, mystical dream, oracle, doppelgangers. If that wasn't enough, your particular group players are lucky enough to have us give you the scoop on stuff. So, a sort of subversion of the whole damn thing, even though we hate you. And even though the fact that we hate you is an immutable fact that's unilateral as the writhing, knotted hell of a timeline choking us all to death, it does not mean we have any reason to withhold any information from you. Or dish it out through crypto-baffling mind funnelry. So good. That's me thing. Okay. What's the point of the game? That's something else. I already told you that. It was this whole big conversation we had. Ugh, fine. Where are you now? In the medium. A separate session from yours. No, no, I know that. You already told me. I did? Yes, in your future. Damn it! What I mean is, are you in your house right now? Or in one of your magical lands, or what? Just curious, because you can see me, but I can't see or know anything about you. We're hiding in the veil. What's left of it? What's that? It's a huge belt of meteors. Orbiting way outside Skya, beyond the orbit of the planets. Divide the mediums from the furthest ring, where Durst orbits. Durst? The dark planet. Prosperous light one near Skya. Well, geez, how am I supposed to know any of this? You'll probably find out sooner or later from your dumb grandma, but by fusing with all the sprite... Uh, but by fusing with the sprite, she has to withhold stuff and be mysterious and all. Make your adventure seem more magical! It's infuriating. Okay, so the veil is a bunch of meteors. What do you mean by what's left of it? Okay, there comes the time when black inevitably beats white on the battlefield in the center sky. White king's captured or killed or something, and that's when the reckoning starts. Okay. The rulers of Durs, the black king and queen, get the power to send the veil towards sky to destroy it. That's so it starts your big countdown, when shit gets serious. So then it's up to us to save it? Yeah. Yeah, that won't kill the Black King, Queen and King, and Sky itself sort of buys you some time by activating its defense portals, the cats on the meteors. So the threat gets bigger the longer you take, though. Smaller meteors come first, and then get progressively bigger and bigger. There's only so much of them Sky can absorb for you. 
Okay, but it sounds like we've got plenty of time before that happens, right? That's just it. You don't. Ordinarily, you would, but your reckoning starts much sooner. Because of some dumb thing you've done. You completely blew it already, and you have no chance of winning anymore. Which, ordinarily, would be fine. Yet another bunch of losers to fail the game. It's what you do later that causes so much more trouble than that. And now we have to deal with it, too. No, no. What is it? I already told you. It's inevitable, completely pointless to talk about, anyway. Yeah, well, maybe you're wrong. Maybe there's something we could still do to stop it, if you just help us. I'm not wrong. It's all right here in front of me. You fuck up royally. End of story. Okay, we'll see about that, Mr. Sourbold. Hey, aren't you kind of uncomfortable sitting on a meteor? Are you all huddled up in a crater or something? Ah, uh, there's all kind of crazy shit in the veil. Uh, a lot of the meteors are kind of like... Big seeds? Seeds? Um... Well, what kind of crazy shit is there? Stuff like buildings, facilities, like labs and stuff. Uh, weird. Yeah, the Vale is kind of like neutral ground for kingdoms, like our planets. Some places are used to genetically engineer soldiers and agents for the two sides, using genetic material from the exotic menagerie of chess pieces on the battlefield. Help fill the war and keep raising the stakes. Wow, I don't think I'm following this. Yeah, no shit. You'll find out when you get there. Since you're in the Vale when we last talked, anyway, that's more than enough for you to think about. Uh, and be less stupid in time for the conversation we already had. I'm out of here. Okay, but wait. Can you give a message to GC for me? Tell her, nice try. What? Why would I give her a message for you? Teach yourself. Not a relay service. Oh, well, I thought you'd be cool with it, since you asked me to give her a message for you last time. But, whatever. I find that highly implausible. I'm not falling for any more of your human pranks. Nice try, John. Ha <laughs> ha. Our St. Genesis ceased trolling ectobiologists. Oh, there they are. <laughs> okay, sure. That um, was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so we, we get, finally, you know, if you didn't pick up on it before from the rap, uh, that, yeah, the dark planet's named Durs. Right. Well, you told me last time. Yeah. So we got well, it. Well, yeah. Got that. Just... That happens a few times where it's like, they'll drop hints of it. Right. If you're, like, really paying attention, you'll find out. And then, like, you know, pages later go, like, just by the way, Here's the explicit. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite things is that now John is just trolling CG. It's really good. By just fucking with him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... Just the dumb larva shit. Yeah, so CG gave... John, the idea to do that, and gave him the exact text to use. Did he really? Well, I mean, there's that... that oh, yeah, where... he sent back the the actual chat log. And that is why in the, the future, previous he conversation, he says that he's not going to do that anymore, because... Right. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Or he also sets up the, the human emotion called friendship. Right. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just him, like, making fun of him for believing that it was a human emotion called friendship. But also, yeah, it could go either way, huh? Well, well like, I think it can yeah, it can just be John doing that, but also it sets up CG to later say that. Yeah, to say those words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the sound, from the sound of it, um, they, 
so the start of the trolls thing is the end of the other the the kids thing it sounds like they're moving parallel but opposite directions but that's also not true it's weird time travel's fucking weird well yeah so it seems like all of the trolls are kind of moving around in different ways right like gc says she is going in a linear fashion right um with the only exception being where there's a four minute break for her for her when she got the code of right uh ga the one trolling rose uh is all over the place we had that whole weird bit where like you know one equals two right 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 three equals seven yeah, where they explain how those conversations happen. We don't know what's going on with AT. I don't think AT knows what's going on with AT. AT doesn't know anything about anything. And CG is moving backwards. Right. Okay, so this is so this is why we have that intermission. Yes. Yeah. Now you're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> this this exact reason. Okay, sure, why not? We learned about something called the veil. Yeah, which is just is a bunch of meteors, I guess. Yeah, but they've got stuff on them. Seeds? Sounds like, yeah. Is what they called them. Um, Like labs and stuff. And White always loses the game of chess? Yeah. Which I think Nana said before. Did she? Yeah. But that was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a long time, and we weren't reading it together at that point. Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah, so... Durst is beyond the veil and next to something called the furthest ring. Right. And Prosper is more close to Skya, which is like kind of like the, the seems to be like the thing they're heading towards. Yeah. And we're kind of getting what is actually the goal of this game. Kill the black king and queen. Maybe yeah. save everything. Maybe save everything. Maybe. Not the earth. That's done. No, but whatever it is that happened that fucked everything up that's now affecting the Trolls game, yeah, which maybe they had already won or had been close to winning from the sound of yeah. it, but I also don't know. Yeah, and also CG, it, you know, maybe overestimate, like maybe over-grandalizing themselves. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, it seems like yeah, so it's, the kids did something and it fucked up the Trolls. Right, it, which it seems weird because the those are separate sessions. Yeah. Like, those are, like, that... That's what they keep saying. Yeah. So, something must have happened. Yeah, so some shit went down. We have another Flash? Yeah, we have another Flash. Uh, Jack, Ascent, wait, hang on, who's Jack? Oh, Jack, Jack Noir. Noir. Yeah, okay, uh, Ascent. Tell me when it loads. Uh, it says 100%. It's loaded. Okay. Oh, God. Make her remember the Midnight Crew, Molly. Uh-huh. Uh, we see the veil. Yeah, is that what this is? Okay. Yeah, that meteor. And then we see Durst. <laughs> yep. And it's got its own mood, and we're seeing uh, Jack Noir. Yeah. Just kind of... He's, he's made a similar drawing that's basically made of snowman. Right. He's oh, not happy. I, I love this song. This, this is black. Okay. 
Is this in that list you sent me? Yes. Okay. Uh, made by Toby Fox. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so Black Queen is still hanging out. Yeah. Did she have it's... that same scar as uh, Snowman? Yeah. Uh, not Snowman didn't have it. Spade Slick yeah, did. Yeah, Spade Slick had that scar. Yeah. And we know that's from the ring. Jack Noir really doesn't want to put on that Be a outfit. princess. He doesn't want to be any of that. No, nothing. The Black Queen's enjoying herself about it, though. Yeah. He rips off. Rips it off. We're cutting to... It's Rose, and her thing is just has a bunch of meows on it. Oh, weird. That's what... That's what her cat told her. And it quickly flashed into G-Cat. Yeah. And the, now we yeah, see G-C-A-T. mom right. fighting, and dad fighting, and dad made the pat thing, and Rose there. What the fuck? Uh, a little flash of back. Yeah, Black Queen has Jack with the sword, but he's got a box. Oh, yeah, and she and does. Cuts oh, off. he cuts off her finger, and she's fucking dead. She's gone. And he and picks he takes up the, the ring. ring, puts it on, and he grows the tentacles and all that stuff. All of Durst is shining, and he's growing a sword in himself. That's not nice. That's not good what you want. That's not what you want. Well, that's scary. End of year one. Yeah, so we, we've read one year of Homestuck, Molly. Yeah, we did. We we, we did that. Yeah. Um, this is where the comic stopped having uh, reader submissions. Right. Oh, is that I don't what this think is anyone... about to be? Because it says locate fourth wall as the next command. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, we should talk about what just happens. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I just, I'm just saying, it says yeah. locate fourth wall. So are we uh-huh. able to break that? Whatever. I mean, maybe or reassemble it. We gotta find it first. Yep. But one, I, I just think that flash is cool. That's a good flash. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Uh, it's weird that we saw all the. Uh, air quotes guardians people fighting yeah that was odd well yeah we we've seen jade's grandpa already fighting right he he went and shot some stuff yeah um but weird that uh rose's weird mom that, that, well and we saw rose's mom that she took like a boat or something yeah she she went away yeah uh, but bro's there too which last time we saw he him he was off yeah he just left he just left like um, without without the explanation of something got him or they left willingly, yeah, just just dipped, just like later, yeah, bye. I'm gonna beat you up and dip, which is rude, which is very rude. Jack Noir is looking more and more like our villain. Yeah, yeah, he killed the Black Queen. Yeah, I, does that make him the Black Queen now? Rights of Ascension. Like- I mean, there's a Black King, too. It's, yeah, but still. Because that was a separate ring. That's the thing, because, um, if I'm gonna take it that the white side and the black side are the same, then, uh, there's a white ring that PM had to go get. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the case here. Yeah, no, um, yeah, he has the ring, which, that's probably not good. No, that's really not good, I bet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, we don't know exactly what it does yet, but other than, like, Grow give you, you tentacles and have a sword come out of you? Yeah, and so... He well, also loses his arm, because the, uh... Yeah. Harlequin doll didn't have an arm. Well, and also, Dave's sprite had a sword through it. Yeah. And he grew wings... Like the... Like the crow. Yeah, and also... The sword. And the sword... Um, that's weird. Yeah, so now Jack Noir has, like Spade Slick had at the end of his little adventure, scar over one eye, missing one arm. Yep. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I just said, I, I'm, I'm rewatching just to make sure, like, to get all that stuff. Right, sure. But, um... We, you know, I just love the music in this. I was going to say, animation. are you sure you're not rewatching to listen to that tune? I mean, also that. I mean, I've listened to it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. It's really good. Yeah. And um, it's a bit hard to notice, but, like, there are, like, towers, and there's also, on the ring, there's, like, four little, like, bobbles, but yes. one is kind of, like, not fully, like, you know, like, it's not, like, lit up almost. Oh, shade. Yeah. Yeah. So we can maybe assume that that is... Linked. Yeah, to when they, like, maybe, we saw, like, when the curl sprite got prototyped, it went up. Yeah, some went up, some went down. Yeah, and so maybe, like, one that went up went to Prospect, one that went down, it went to... Durse, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but also, the thing that killed the Black Queen came from Jade's box. Did it? Yeah, if you rewatch it, he grabs, uh, when she has the knife against his throat... He grabs into the boss and then, like, into the box, and then she, like, there's a shot of her looking surprised, and then she's shown just blown up. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and also we see that... Oh, those, yeah, the towers on top of the thing. Yeah, there was one yeah. without anything on it. You're right. Uh, hmm. We saw that Rose apparently wrote Meow... A bunch. Just a whole and, lot. And then also, uh... Or G-Cat. Right. Which is... Which is, you know, DNA letters, like you said before. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Cat. Yeah, also Cat. Yeah, also, I just love the shot of Jack, uh... With, like, the blood on his head and, like, the tattered, like, rags around him. Yeah, his. it's really good. It's really menacing. It's really... It's like... It is surprising, like, how, like, this very simple art style, like, still allows for this character to look terrifying. Yeah, like, really scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and... um, also, we see Maplehoof. See who? Is there. Uh, when we see, like, where Rose's mom ended up, there's Maplehoof. Uh, I'm, I'm watching it again. Oh, yeah, Maplehoof. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I say, it's been a the... long time since I heard Maplehoof, so I was like, what the fuck? <sighs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that a lot happens. A lot that. happened. I, that that is like I think with a lot of like the ascend flashes. Yeah, tend to be escalations. Yeah, which makes sense, right? Like because with WV ascend, that was like oh oh shit. Yeah, this is... like shit is getting super real. And now yeah, this is shit is getting super real again. Again, super super real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't know if I personally have any more to say on that. Do you have any, like, you know, thoughts or no, uh, I don't, questions? I don't think so. 
Okay. Uh, interesting. I guess I'll say, like, on the end of the end of year one thing, mm-hmm. um, there's a portal or something covering where John's house was, but those meteors are still coming down. It, so that, Earth that is still there. Yeah, um, that was Sky, actually. That That is the... Is that the portal? A, that was the wallpaper that you got if you bought um, the first four volumes of the uh, Home to Suck soundtrack. Oh, cool. Yeah. Part of me thinks they just had that image lying around right. and just wanted just to... Like, there. like, oh, here's something, you know, to mark the end of... The first you know. year. Yeah. It's a cool image. It's a cool image, yeah. Um, should we locate a fourth wall? Let's locate a fourth wall. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> well. Remember, he said that he uh, that Jack Noir was missing a, his fourth wall to make a full cubicle. Yes, guess we gotta find one. Uh, activate. Huh. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh boy. Huh. <sighs> and so the screen turns on. Like we we got one of those like window things that Jack you know has. And also that Jade had in her room. Yep. And it turns on, and we see a guy writing on a, like, a tablet. And we see the image we just saw. The one we just said was really cool. Yeah. And, like, a blue room. Yep. Uh, and they're wearing a prom sleuth shirt. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Uh... And we actually, when uh, Jack Noir got named, you saw someone typing, like, in the top image, mm-hmm. uh, what like you know it was saying, and it's the same colors of this person. Who is Andrew Hussey? Yes, no, the yeah, crea- yeah, the creator of Homestuck. Boy, uh, engage in highly indulgent self-insertion into story. What? Oh hell no! That's always such a terrible idea. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I, I think we need to uh, first acknowledge the, the amazing painting in the background here. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> so is that a horse punching something else? That that is a horse charging at a football player who's charging at the horse. Yeah. Okay. That's With really a mountain good. in the background. That is based off a real painting. Is it really? That Andrew Rossi owns. It's really good. Um. Let me try to find it. Uh, but Andrew Hussey, he likes terrible art. Okay. Um, and so he, uh, yep, here is like a, oh, you're also going to get to see if, what Andrew Hussey looks like. Okay, cool, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, huh. and he saw that and on some guy's website and was like, I need it. And then he looked at the <laughs> price and it was like, uh, like $200. Sure. And he was like, he's like, listen, I'm he talked to the guy like, listen, I'll give you 75 for this. Yeah. Like it's, it's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll like, you know, I'll take it off your hands. I'll buy it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And the guy said, no. Wow. And then he was like, okay. And so, Fine, like fine. Fuck you. Yeah. And then he was like, a month later, he's like, no, I fucking need that painting. <laughs> and so he w- went, like, he emailed the guy again and said, and goes like, okay, two hundred dollars, I'll pay for it. I'll pay it. Guy goes three hundred. <laughs> and he goes, I'm getting like, I got, like, I got an offer, and I'm like, interesting. 
That offer was probably me. That offer yeah, was, that was... That was me. It was me, it was me. a month ago. Uh, and so he is like, I don't know. And like he was in the middle like doing, like I think Problems With Them just in, I think. And like Homestuck was gearing up. And he was like, yeah. listen, my, my lol fans, this is going to be really, 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 really dumb. But if you donate, <laughs> I will buy this painting. This beautiful, beautiful painting. That's amazing. I I like that a lot. And he did, and, yep. and people did, and he got it. That's fantastic. And there is a homesick version of that painting someone gave him. That is amazing. Perfect. Uh, okay. Examine wall? You really wish your side of the wall had an off switch. Which is to say, I really wish my side of the wall had an off switch. Oh boy. <laughs> this is gonna be a thing. Well, so, Andreas has already been narrating. Right. Now he's just a character. Right. Now he's stuck. Forget it. Go back to work. Okay. You're just gonna ask me to recap Homestuck, though. I don't know why you want to sit there and watch me type. It's gonna get pretty long. Oh. Uh, recap first year of Homestuck. Homestuck began on April 13th, 2009, the 13th birthday of our chief protagonist and future boy Skylark, John Egbert. Three days prior was supposed to be the day he received the spur bait in the mail, but it was running late. It showed up later that afternoon, and after overcoming a variety of domestic adversities, he had retrieved the game along with a birthday package from his internet friend, Dave Strider. John soon established a game connection with another friend, Rose Holland, who spent the day badgering him about playing with her, after unsuccessfully attempting to convince Dave to play. Upon connecting, Rose was able to manipulate John's environment, move his furniture around via cursor, and restructure the shape of his room. John was unable to do this to Rose's environment, however. He installed a client copy of the beta and required the server copy for that. The server copy was trapped in his dad's car, along with a birthday package from another friend, Jade Harley. Jade messaged John inquiring about the package. As of this moment, neither her package nor the server copy has been recovered by John. Rose has also prepared a package for John, but has not mailed it yet. It still sits in her room. Dave's package contains the authentic stuffed bunny from Con Air. In addition to allowing Rose to control John's environment, Spur provided an array of devices Rose deployed throughout John's house. These devices used together provide a system by which the players could manufacture any item using the code on the back of that item's capture card, if they gathered enough grist to pay for it. Later, they would learn to combine item codes to master the art of punch card alchemy, whereby a device could be fused together in purpose and design. One device, on being activated, began a countdown and released an entity known as a Colonel Sprite. The countdown ticked down to the moment John's house would be struck by a meteor, destroying his neighborhood. To escape this demise, John had to use the devices to manufacture a special item that looked like a blue apple and take a bike out of it, in order to transport his entire house just before impact to the safety of a mysterious dark realm, where his house would situate itself atop a tall rock column high above blinking clouds. This realm is called the Medium. Before we enter the Medium, though, John and Rose prototyped Colonel Fire than large Harlequin doll his dad gave him for his birthday, transforming the sprite to bear its likeness including the ways the doll was disfigured via earlier hijinks. Uh, it had a slashed eye and one arm, and so too did the sprite. 
When John entered the medium, the sprite's kernel hatched, thus invading all the enemies John and his friends would face with properties of that sprite. Most of the adversaries John faced first, shell imps, all were honking garps. These became more powerful and more radically mutated with each successive pre-medium prototyping. After entering the medium, John's dad was kidnapped by imps. While John was looking for him, he accidentally prototyped the sprite with his grandmother's ashes, transforming it again. This prototyping had no effect on the enemy, since he was already in the medium and the kernel had already hatched. Instead, only the sprite was affected, and it took on the appearance, personality, and memories of his grandmother, becoming Nano Sprite, a game supplied Albert customized guide for John. She explained aspects of the game about Skya residing at the center of the medium, beyond seven gates floating directly above his house, and about an eternal timeless war fought those between dark and light, one that light all is always destined to lose. Rose, who's been having frequent internet connection issues, lost her connection as she tried to lift John's car to retrieve the game and the package. The car fell into the abyss below. A storm caused her house to lose power, along with its wireless internet connection. Her laptop was able to run on battery power for a time, while she tapped into the wireless signal of the laboratory next door. When her laptop ran out of power, she had to overcome some family strife and endure a gift pony in the process, go outside in the rain and plug it into the small generator outside the mausoleum of her dead cat, Jaspers. She continued her session with John inside the mausoleum, the meteor-sparked forest fire surrounding her house grew more intense. From the house, Rose's mom opened a secret package in the mausoleum to help her escape. The passage led to the lab next door, which Rose found a stable, portable source of power and internet for her computer. She also found a terminal projecting the impact time and locations of the millions of meteors presently bombarding the planet, along with all the other live sessions of other players around the world. She also found a little girl's room, a mute kitty she named Vodka Mutini, and a cloning machine, operating through the science of ectobiology. Its turn was locked uh, to her cat Jasper is at whatever point in his life the user specified. She attempted to purify Jasper from a moment in her early childhood before he whispered his secret to her, but doing so would have caused a paradox. So it purified, paradoxified, uh, a pile of slime instead. The machine used the slime to create a fetal paradox clone of Jasper's in a glass tube. On the monitor, Jasper then told young Rose the secret, then vanished, only to show up dead weeks later and put into the mausoleum for years until the present. Rose left the laboratory moments before it was destroyed by a meteor impact. She transportalized back to her mo mom's room, proceeded to her room to wait for Dave to connect with her and rescue her from the next imminent impact. Dave was charged with acquiring his bros copies of the game to help Rose. Earlier, he had lost his copy of the game to a mishap involving it flew out his window, seized the game, and Dave accidentally impaled it with a sword, sending the crow and the game out the window and onto a landing far below his apartment. He searched his bro's room, unable to find it, was briefly shadowed by Lil' Cow, and then found a note beckoning him to meet on the roof for a confrontation. Dave and his bro dueled on the roof extensively, and Dave was thoroughly bested. Upon defeating Dave, his bro dropped the copy of the game and flew off into, onto his rocket board into the sky. Dave used the copies to connect with Rose and quickly deployed the devices. While her house was on fire, surrounded by flaming tornadoes and minutes away from being destroyed by a meteor, Rose prototyped her kernel spark with Jasper specifically to understand the meaning of the secret he whispered to her years ago. She was advised to do this by Jade, who told her about the game in the first place. 
Dave then protested Colonel Sprite again with the tentacle princess doll given to Rose on her birthday by her mom. Both these prototypes would have an effect on the enemies once Rose entered the medium and the colonel hatched. Rose used the alchemeter to create the special item for her, a purple wine bottle, which she needed to break to enter. She eventually did, transporting her house just before the meteor collided. The meteor left a crater. Over time, at the site of the impact, a large white structure that looked like a wine bottle grew there, and the crater filled up with sand as the climate of the post-apocalyptic Earth gradually changed. The cork of that bottle was a large metal cylinder with an interior much like an advanced science station with a variety of devices and monitors inside. 413 years after the meteor impact, the wayward vagabond found himself in the desert and discovered the station. Inside, he found canned rations, a firefly he named Serenity, a purifier, and four monitors hooked up to the keyboard. And one of the monitors was John. Just after he'd entered the medium, WV could type commands to John directly, much as the reader of the story could type commands the characters to follow. Most of John's actions upon entering the medium were authored by WV, until he became preoccupied with other activities such as filling a town out of cans, playing chess with cans, and drawing chalk molds, depicting the cosmological arrangement of Skya, the medium, and white and dark planets known as Prospect and Durse, and the four planets the kids would each occupy in the game. Uh, called the Land of Wind and Shade, John, the Land of Light and Rain, Rose, and the Land of Heat and Clockwork, Dave, and Jade's Planet, which is yet to be seen. He also activated a countdown in the station, which caused it to blast out of the crater and fly to a designated home coordinates. Along the way, it passed over the sand-filled crater that was the impact site for John's meteor on the other side of the continent. John's meteor had caused the giant white tree to go in the crater. The tree grew an apple-like station from a branch which fell to the sand. The Perigen Mendicant found this station. After WV flew ahead, PM activated her station's homing feature as well, which caused it to fly to the same destination. Long way, he used a terminal to attempt to command Jade, who, from this perspective on the terminal, had just arrived in the medium. This caused the terminal to explode for unknown reasons, leaving a hole in the station. One of the station's robotic warmth recovered one of PM's falling mailboxes, and she befriended it, after only slaying another one with her black ridges sword. WV landed at the site of the ancient frog ruins across the now dried up Pacific Ocean. The site was once the island where Jade lived, but nothing on the island remained except for its ruins. The mountain her house was on and the volcano next to it were replaced by a large empty chasm. PM landed shortly after WV and they met. Uh, they were confronted by the aimless renegade, who fired at them from the frog ruins of his old weapons he'd been hoarding once belonging to Jade's grandpa. Millions of years ago, the frog ruins grew from the crater, struck by a meteor that emerged from a spur portal in space. Jade's radioactive, omnipotent, space-warping dog named Becquerel emerged from this crater as well. Jade's grandpa pioneered this island and built the house Jade lives in. Her grandpa had been dead for many years and stands stuffed in front of the fireplace. She has been looked after by her dog, who she calls Beck. She begins the day with several tasks accomplished to feed Beck and retrieve a birthday package mailed by John. She radiates the stake and heads outside to the site where the package will be dropped. She knows it will be dropped there because one of the many reminders she wears on her fingers jogs her memory about it. She wears them to keep track of many things she knows about the future through dreams. She falls asleep frequently and spontaneously. When she sleeps, her dream self is awake and living on the moon that orbits the light planet, Prospect. Prospect very closely orbits Skya, a huge sphere of blue sky and clouds, which 
Nan describes as a dormant crucible of unlimited creative potential. When Prospect Moon eclipses sky, it drifts into sky for a time, mingling with the clouds. Dream Jade then witnesses many past and future events in the clouds. While asleep, she is often confused about what is real and what isn't. When she wakes up, she pieces together future events from her memory of the cloud visions and from logs recorded by her dream bot. Her dream bot is a robotic surrogate that activates while she's asleep in her bed. It makes in the real world the movement and actions of her dream self on the moon and records a video log of what she sees while dreaming. Prospect Moon has two towers of identical design and the similar design of Jade's house. Dream Jade lives in one tower, Dream John lives in the other. Dream John is still asleep, and John has no knowledge of the dream work, which is to say the entire game session he would initiate on his 13th birthday, when he goes to sleep. Uh, instead of waking up on the moon as Jade does, he remains slumbering in the dream room, tormented by his subconscious. This torment is expressed when he sleepwalks, and draws troubling scribbles on the walls of his room. When awake, he cannot see the scribbles, as its subconscious suppresses his awareness of this. It is not until he has a perception-altering revelation about his dad that he begins to see them. He initially believed they were a new addition to the room, perhaps scrawled by him, however they were present long before visible in his room when he prepared Jade's birthday package months ago. John prepared a package for each of his three friends, whose 13th birthdays were December 1st, Jade, 3rd, Dave, and 4th, Rose. He gave Rose a knitting set, and she then took an intense interest in knitting. He gave Dave the pair of shades Ben Stiller wore in Starsky and Hutch, which he wore from then on, replacing the shades in the style his bro wore. He gave Jade a blue version of his own ghost shirt and some pumpkin seeds to help her replace the pumpkins that kept being from her garden, but she didn't receive this on her birthday, as John intended. She received it in the past on her birthday when she was very young, causing her to take an interest in gardening in the first place and take lightning to blue apparel, and eventually befriend John or the end and lead him, Rose, and Dave down the path where they would ultimately play the game together. Jade did retrieve his package in the present as planned, but immediately took it to another location where it disappeared. WV in the far future purified it from that location on accident. This package can further instructions from he was to bring it to PM and she would use her station syndificator to send it to another place in time. After she did this, the package appeared in front of young Jade on her birthday. Jade orchestrated the sequence events through knowledge of them by her cloud visions. She orchestrated similar events for the package she sent to John, plotting the circuitous route through time and space it was meant to follow. He began utilizing the Exiles route, where they were still in the medium. The Exiles WV, PM, and AR were all formerly agents of the kingdom, before they were exiled by some means of apocalyptic Earth. AR, as an authority regulator in the land of wind and shade, discovered the package in the beta copy in John wrecked car, and he gave it a parking ticket. PM, working as a parcel mistress, recognized the package from a correspondence she had with Jade on Prospect some time ago, and recalled it must be delivered to John. AR would not relinquish the package, though he did give her the beta, which she delivered with the Pixis to satisfy the card request on the mini tablet. John carved this tablet as the request of PM through Grand Turtle in the future. AR brought the package to Durst, which it ultimately wound up on the desk of Jack Noir, Jack is the Archer of the Dark Kingdom, charged with overseeing affairs through his office's frustrated wall portals and processing paper. He is forced to wear a silly garment in keeping with prototyping themes by the Black Queen, an order he resentfully compiles with. He oversaw the imprisonment of John's dad, who broke loose on multiple occasions. When Jack went to handle it personally, John's dad sent Jack's hat and fire. In a surly act of gratitude, he released the prisoner. 
John's dad fled to the land of Windshade, fought large monsters, got his hat dirty, and lost his shoe. He then guard dad with requests for new ones, which John failed via Pixis, unaware of who requested them. PM followed AR to Durst in hopes of retrieving the package. After wandering around, she encountered the Black Queen on her throne. Both the Light and Dark Kingdom each have a king and a queen. The queen sent the throne of Prospect and Durst respectively, ruling the planets. The kings command armies on the battlefield, located at the center of Skya. The queen takes on the attributes supplied by the prototyping due to the four ordered ring she wears. When the ring is removed, the queen is restored normal. PM showed the BQ a parking ticket she was pretending to deliver. The BQ directed her to Jack's office where the ticket should be filled. PM met Jack and asked for the package. Jack proposed a deal and gave her a black red sword. If she would kill the White Queen and White King and bring him the crowns, he would give her the package. She accepted little alternative. She then visited White Queen on Prospect and explained the situation with no intention of carrying out Jack's mission. The WQ, understanding the futility of their situation and the need to recover the package, advocated and gave PM her crown and her ring. PM was instructed to go from the White King, retrieve his crown, and receive further instructions of what to do with the ring to protect it. WQ would then eventually exile itself to post-apocalyptic Earth. On post-apocalyptic Earth, after AR fired on WV and PM from the ruins, he spotted WV's pumpkin, which W had early appeared by from Jake's house. It was about carving a Vex to the wedding pumpkin. Feel for all of it, he surrendered. The three exiles soon became friends over a campfire and shared rations. WV and AR built Exile Town into cans, mailboxes, and bullets. PM operated WV's station terminal to submit commands to John as he explored the land of Windshade. In the sky, another station teleported and fell to the ground. It was shaped like an egg and originated from Dave's meteor impact site and corresponded with the egg-shaped item he would use to enter the medium. Merging from the station was the Winsep Questin, formerly known as the White Queen. ARWV thought to impress WQ by crafting a crown for her out of a mailbox. She refused the distinction, giving it to PM, who had successfully completed her mission to deliver Jay's packet to John in the distant past. The means by which she went about this have yet to be seen. John entered the land of Windshade, Lowass, by having Rose build up his house to the first gate, fighting through many M's and ogres with his powerful new alchemized weapons and entering the gate. This took him to a location beneath the clouds, far below his house. The Lowass turned out to be a large, windy planet full of dark terrain incandescent trees, networks of pipes, and oily rivers. In addition to noticing more powerful adversaries, the land is occupied by friendly consorts, a race of salamanders. They helped John understand the mythos land and form the plant's persecution by a sleeping denizen, which is responsible for clogging the pipe's soil and chopping fireflies under the clouds. Each planet has a sleeping denizen, which the players must first wake and then kill in the course of their journey through the Seven Gates. Rose Planet, the land of light and rain, Lolar, is a multicolored ocean planet with white sandy islands and pink ruins. It is a denizen responsible for killing all life in the water. Dave's planet, the land of heat and clockwork, Lohak, is a lava planet covered in industrial steel, frame stuck works, and turning gears, and has a denizen of yet unknown qualities. Killing denizen releases a huge grist horde buried at the core of the planet, which is then used to fuel a process known as the ultimate alchemy. Along the way, the kids are meant to learn about their destined roles in the quest as the Heir of Breath, John, Seer of Light, Rose, Knight of Time, Dave, and Witch of Space, Jade. Over the course of their quest, the Dark Kingdom will inevitably defeat the Light Kingdom. The Black Queen and King will take control and initiate the Reckoning. 
This affects a belt of meteors called the Veil, which orbits far from Skya between the four planets and Durs, and is host to various lab facilities used by the kingdoms. The reckoning causes the meteors to descend on Skya, ultimately destroying it, unless the Black Queen and King can be defeated in time. Skya, however, buys time by opening the fence portal to catch me the meteors, directing them elsewhere in space and time. This is the generic template by which the game is supposed to be played. It can deviate from this model, however, depending on the action of the players and the details of the game mythology presented in unique to each group and players and their session. Long before John and his friends started playing the game, another group of players have been persistently trolling them, particularly Jade. They are furious about the actions she will take that will cause major problems for the four kids' game session and inevitably lead to their defeat. Specifically, Jade will send a package to John, apparently containing a powerful weapon you'll need later, but this package winds up in the hands of Jack Noir, leading to dire consequences. They allude to other things that she will that will lead to not only trouble for the four kids, but the troll players as well. The trolls consist of 12 kids from an alien planet who went through the same process as John and his friends, escaping from the annihilation of their planet via meteors and into the medium to play the game. These game sessions are entirely separate from all of the four kids. It has the same basic template with its own sky, prospect, dearth, veil, and a planet for each of the trolls. But separate game instances of these. These also have different instances of the same characters templates, such as the King and Queens and agents like Jack Noir. The trolls have completed their game session with yet unknown results. They now reside in a meteor in the veil, sitting at terminals trolling John and Co. From their terminals, they can choose any point in the past and future the kids to troll and observe what they're doing at that moment. As a group, their only state objective is to harass the kids, which they do so haphazardly through different points of the kids' timelines. They can choose any point in the kids' timelines to talk, and most resigned to understanding that no matter what they do, they can't change the outcome of the kids' actions. The four most voice-first trolls so far have been Carcino Geneticist, Gallows Calibrator, Grim Oscillatrix, and Adios Torridor. The other eight being Apocalypse Arisen, Twin Armageddon, Arsenic Catnip, Arachnid's Grip, Centaur's Testicle, Terminally Capricious, Caligula's Aquarium, and Cuttlefish Color, which have yet to be heard from. Carcinogenesis, CG, appears to have spearheaded the group's strong campaign. When he was the thick of the game session, the Exile commanded him from a terminal, and the apocalyptic future was spade slick. This is one difference between the game session and John's, who had WV as an Exile commanding him, and CG session, his version of Jack Noir, became Exile along the way, and took the name Spade Slick. Three other agents were exiled, and the four of them formed a gang called the Midnight Crew, and spent years building up a dark city in the future wasteland of the Troll Dead Planet. Another difference is the Troll Session is that at some point along the way, the Black Queen was also exiled, later joined a rival gang called the Felt, assumed special powers that make her highly inadvisable to kill, and came to be known as Snowman. It's not until Slick confronted the Felt in their mansion that he discovered the station terminal to command CG and not before Snowman blinded him in one eye, severed his arm, and locked him in the vault. Each troll has a different troll strategy, and a different rhythm by which they hop around the kid's timeline and shout. Siege's strategy, for the most part, would begin trolling them at the very end of their session, the moment at which he was the most angry with their actions, and then gradually work backwards, mostly talking to John. This proves to be mutually frustrating, though, as John knows less and less about the situation the further into the past CG goes. Similarly, the further into the future John progresses, the more he has the advantage over CG by knowledge of his future conversation with him, and vice versa. Out of the course of the opposing directions on the two sides of the conversation, John learns more about the nature of the game and why they're being trolled, and despite hostility, they gradually befriend each other through inevitably alluded to on both sides of the conversation. 
early content spent between John and CG, which say, late for CG, CG discovers he needs to get in touch with Jade, who refused to talk to him in that time period. So he delivers a message to her much earlier, months in the past, telling her that she needs to contact him when she's in trouble. She will know to do this when the dream box will in the future, an outcome that has not yet happened. Two other trolls, Grandma Celiatrix and Adios Torador, GA and AT, have targeted only Rose and Dave thus far. GA has hopped arbitrarily back and forth in Rose Timeline to talk to her, attempting to call the friendship with her that now seems rigged through a series of conversational time loops, while seeing counsel from Dave on how to befriend her. AT is how counsel from Rose and how to troll Dave more effectively after getting severely counter-trolled by him. He did an impression that he rebounded nicely, though. Gal's Calibrator stayed mostly linear in her trolling pattern as done so in the guise of helping the kids on the quest. She convinced Jen to take a shortcut through her land, which shows him the Denzin Palace, leads him to a warp back to his house, then shows him how to fix the faulty rocket pack he made earlier in the alchemy mishap. She tells him to use the rocket pack to fly up to the seventh gate, enter the Denzin Palace, and kill it in its sleep. He complied with this and flew through the seventh gate in spite of reservations from Dave, who just entered the medium the moment before John took off. GC also assisted Rose just after she bested an ogre with ease. She counsels her understanding the role as the Seer of Light and the meaning of the voice in her head as an exile issuing commands for Eternal. In this case, it was the exiled White Queen, issuing commands from the egg-shaped station. In the future, since Dave is Rose's server player, the Eternal station from Dave's impact site issues commands to Rose. Just as the station at Rose's site, which WB found, issues commands to John, her client player. After conversing with GEA, Rose found Jasperite and interrogated him about the secrets, which she found so maddeningly mystery years ago. He explained elements of the mythos of her land and how she needs to learn to play the rain to produce a musical analog with genetic code to reintroduce life into the ocean. In response to her question about the secret, he simply replied, Mao. She mistook this for more nonsense, but it was in fact the secret he told her years ago. Four letter sequence Meow unlocked a genetic code in her subconscious, which she spent years scrolling on her wall using those letters in place that typically use GCAT letters. I'll completely believe it's just their meaning just as John was. As Jasper said, she would understand their meaning from her dr as her dream self wakes up. Rose's dream self lives in a tower on the moons of Durst. Dave's dream self lives on the same moon in the other tower. It's suggested by Rose's future self, who's fully awake in the tower, that Dave has already been awake in the tower all along without realizing it. This was just in a conversation she had with the future with Dave in an alternative future timeline not meant to be. The future timeline came to be after this series of events. Dave was able to enter the meeting connected with Jade as his surf player. Jade got copies of the game from the Frog Ruins after he delivered John's packet from her past self. She snuck into ruins while Beck was asleep and retrieved the game from the Lotus Time Capsule which had been ticking down for millions of years. The game was Dave copies from the future, this same one that fell out of the window with the Impaled Crow. Once she got the game, the Time Capsule started ticking down again, set to expire 413 years later. The Exiles were there. She dropped some items in the ruins, leaving them for AR to find, and leaving her base jammed to the elevator. Beck then found her there, took her back to her room, and grounded her there for the rest of the evening. She quickly helped Dave set the game, upgrading the Alchemator uh, heavily, and crafting a special item he needed into the medium, a red egg, which needed to be incubated and has to activate. She prototyped its kernel sprite with the Impaled Crow, which would affect the enemies later, including the Black Queen. The sprites built a nest on top of his apartment's antenna tower and stole the egg and incubated it for hours. A very large meteor was soon bearing down on the city. Dave then entered the medium through a series of unseen events. Jade was asleep, thus forbidden by Dave uh, from interacting with his environment at all. Jade compiled her fear of retribution. 
Day was faced with the crow's bite, which appeared to be suggesting his prototype it again with the remains of Lil Cow. Dave consulted John on this, who was about to rocket up to the seventh gate. John, no advice, and proceeded up through the gate with against better judgment. Dave prototyped the spark Lil Cow. John entered the palace, presumably found the denizen was easily killed by it, as was the intended GC's trick on him. This meant John would not establish connection with Jay to rescue her from the looming meteor, and Ro Dave and Rose lost contact with her, presuming her dead. Dave and Rose then spent the next four months in the medium, advancing as far as they could to collect information before Dave decided to travel back in time to change events. Dave used his time travel to go back in the moment he was about to prototype with Cal. Both he and his past self strongly urged John to not go through the gate. John had long time first, but soon credited and flew down uh, beneath the clouds. Future Dave then gave present Dave all his advanced gear and prototyped the crow's bright with himself to make Dave's bright, thus serving his own guide for future. Before going back in time, Future Dave convinced Future Rose to go to sleep. He suggested her dream self would be unaltered by the timeline shift, and in her dream state, she would remember the events from the future. When Dave went back, Dave's future se dream self assumed the position of Rose's present dream self. Rose fell asleep and on Durst's moon, where she instantly woke up. She then saw the genetic scrolling she did in Meow Letters, and understood their meaning. Meanwhile, on Durst Below, the Black Queen again insisted that Jack Noir abided by the dress code. He refused, and the Queen threatened him. He picked up Jade's package John, removed Rose inside, and used to slice the ring finger off. He then killed the Black Queen, put on the ring, and donned the fully upgrade supplied by the three prototypings. He then became Jack Spurs Noir Crow, which is a name I just made up now. And then after you that, you started watching me type this ridiculous study I photoshopped for myself with cool horse painting propped up in the background. Where does cool horse painting lead? I think that is just a probably like a photo of... It's the fundraiser. Nope. It's yeah. the whole saga. Oh, uh, yep. The need for steeds. Yep. That's amazing. I'm not gonna bother with that right now, but I might read it later. Oh, yeah. It was 425. Fuck. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that, that was in 2008. So, that, yeah, that was Prom Sleuth. Yeah. And also, if you uh, do a ridiculous study, that is... It is the Carnegie study that he is at... That he photoshopped. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means, but it's famous. You got it. Yeah, and if you click photoshopped, Pho it just blinks to... Pho <laughs> to photoshop. Adobe Photoshop, yeah. Excellent. Uh, I didn't read any of that. Do something less boring. MSPA Raider, shut the hell up. Oh, God. What, a, what Molly? This sucks. <laughs> What are you talking about? This is, I, it's, like, it's honestly fine. <laughs> but also, this is gonna be a thing, isn't it? You say it's fine now. Yeah, no, I say <laughs> it's fine right now. Uh, You're just seeing an arm. Yeah, there's an arm. Uh, retreat. Well, I mean, there's all, like, they, we've seen arms before just sticking out randomly. Yeah, but they're usually white and wavy instead of red with a glove on it. I don't like that. Uh, retrieve arm from background. Huh? Oh. Fuck. Cow, please, not now. Yep. It's that, that's a an real actual little cow. A little cow. Yep. I want to know who bought those. I, I think someone so made I that and gave them. it to them. That's not okay. <laughs> they they sell them now. Oh, I know. I need names. Uh, but they're backpacks. I don't. I think oh, this really? is just like a yeah. That's funny. Yeah, like little cow wraps around you. Okay, never mind. It's not funny anymore. 
why don't you keep drawing Homestuck or something? Oh, but I don't really draw Homestuck. Type next. I'm about to make a joke. Okay, next. I conjure this intrepid fantasyscape with tears bled from the wisdom-weary eyes of 50,000 imaginary magicians. I pull heavy drags from the brooms of inspiration with enchanted bellows, Murado, the guild of churlish mythical dwarves, vast bulbous riddle spiders push their silken strands of pure whimsy through hideous, abnormal spinnerets, and it is that with which I weave this audacious cocoon of exquisite lies. When it hatches, a great moth of titillation will awaken and roar and beat its wings, and the Outer settling down will arrest the humors of an enormous, terrible old beggar. Relaxing the vulturous, leathery vice grips he's fixed around your captain's mind. <laughs> this is stupid. Stop being a wise ass and get drawing. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I won't be that excited to watch that. I'll pull Photoshop again. He has a thought season for the fourth wall. What do you want me to draw? Yeah, we're just seeing his, like, fo- his, like a screenshot of his window. Yeah, just his actual windows. Like making home stuff. Yep, that's really good. Also, for the last page, it was just a bunch of like weird, crazy shit. Yeah, just with like all a of like, the characters background with him in the foreground and just the heads of the characters floating around him. Yeah, uh, I didn't say anything about it because I thought it would just be funnier to go with the joke. Okay. Yep. Can you show us what's going on with John again? Sure. How about I drive the content from the. One of the John files on the fourth wall layer. That way you can make a more graceful transition out of this ludicrous, high-disruptive self-insertion arc. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, if he's just doing that. <laughs> oh. And then he can type something like, switch wall Z to show us what's going on with John. Here, I'll prepare the gif for that. It'll take a few seconds. Go ahead. Say that. Switch walls view to show us what's going on with John. You decide that's entirely enough of that. If this website becomes any more self-aware in a playfully self-deprecating yet weirdly self-aggrandizing manner, you're gonna go drown a bag of puppies in a sewer. No, that's terrible. It's <laughs> the worst. That's the worst. Um, that John's there though. He's here. Yes. Uh, that would some stuff like this would happen with promises, like at major moments of the comic where it's like, hey, here's what here's what happened. Okay, sure. Not any of them used Andrew Hussey that explicitly. Right. And that's actually the first time, like, Andrew has appeared as, like, more in style. Anytime Andrew as a joke has appeared before. Okay. Uh, it's been this very, like, realistic, kind of creepily so drawing of him. Oh, really? Uh, from... That he later turned into an embossing stamp. Oh, so when fuck. he would sign stuff, he would get it embossed, which I have... The fourth volume of Prom Sleuth, signed by Andrew Hussey, with an emboss of his face... That just says you're welcome. <laughs> that's Andrew Hussey's an okay dude. Yeah, that he's... sounds okay. That's pretty good. Oh god. Uh, next. 